Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. You know, it was about 2,000 years ago on a starlit night in Bethlehem, that a young woman gave birth to her first child, a son. There were no hospitals in Bethlehem where she was, no doctors, no nurses, no emergency medical technicians who attended the birth, only a attentive father, sheep, cows. This child was born in a stable, not in a hospital, not even in a lovely home. You know, in many respects, the birth of this child was just like every other child that's ever been born. But we know from history, we know from the Bible that there were things about his birth that made him unique, set him apart. He was special. He was not like every other child. And this morning, what I want to do is in the next few minutes is just remind you what was unique about this child. Because I believe that will add meaning and value to your personal life, your spiritual life, to your Christmas celebration, to your family. Ultimately, if we understand the story of Christmas, it adds value to our eternal lives as well. Because whether we think about it often or not, your, your life expectancy is not 70 years. I mean, you were made to last forever. And so what we're talking about this morning has implications, profound implications for that. And it's all tied back to this child who was born. Let me remind you what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 2, the Bible describes the circumstances of this child's birth with these words. In Luke 2, verse 1, it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So everyone went to his own town to register, the Bible says. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child, the Bible says. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in claws and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they'd been told about him, this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. 
You know, if you listen closely to the words of the angel, in just a couple of verses, he told us a lot about this baby. He's the Savior, the one sent to rescue all of mankind. He's the long-awaited Christ, the Messiah. He's the Lord of all, not just some, all. He's an expression of God's longing for peace with mankind, a token gift from God the Father for all of mankind, saying, it is my intent to love you and care for you and cherish you. Trust me. This child was all of those things and more. And the Bible adds these words in, 1 John, or in John chapter 1, verses 9 and following. It just says, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. It's describing that first Christmas. It says, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. Came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And they're reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God, the Bible says. And then it summarizes Christmas Day with these words. So the Word became flesh and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Here's what the Bible's saying. That very first Christmas, God gave an indescribably valuable gift gave us himself. At first Christmas, he laid aside his robes of glory and he took upon himself robes of flesh, became one of us as Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. About 20 years ago, during uh, the week before Christmas, I was reminded of why it was so important that he did that. I don't know if you've had some interesting things happen leading up to Christmas, but many years we do. And this particular Christmas 20 years ago, about 7 p.m. one evening, Lori uh, shouted from downstairs in our, our old house, actually where we used to live before we moved the house we are, are in now. She hollered at me to come downstairs to uh, the bathroom down there. She had found some kind of small living animal lodged in our bathroom exhaust ventilation fan. And she wanted me to, uh, being, being, being the strong and brawny type, <laughs> she wanted me to rescue her and uh, dislodge this uh, small living animal. And so uh, when I, uh, I got down there and got a close-up look, I realized that this was going to be a little precarious. Uh, a small bird had managed to trap itself in our combination light and exhaust fan. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You have one of these where you flip one switch, and the fan and the light come on simultaneously. And so there was this bird up there, and the light's off, and I go to start to turn the light off. She's, no, 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 no. She's telling me, don't turn the light on. Think about it. I mean, this was going to be a precarious uh, rescue because if the light was on, let's just say the bird would never fly again. 
would never fly. This is back in, this is before they started putting, you know, the plastic fan blades up there. These are metal blades up there. And I'm just thinking, this bird will go to be with Jesus. So uh, we could not turn on the light. Uh, so I'm trying to, th I'm thinking through how do we get this bird out of here looking at it. So we, uh, we planned uh, the rescue here. I got big, thick towel, big, thick gloves. I got my hiking headlight out. And we, yeah, this is a lovely sight. I'm sorry I'm giving you uh, frightening thoughts in your mind. But we were going to have the hall light on with the door open. But here was the plan. I would get up there and once I could, I had to lower the, the fan enough so that the bird could come out. But on cue, on cue... Uh, once he had managed to work his way past the precarious fan blades, um, the, the light had to come on and the door had to shut very quickly or we were going to have a problem. We would have a bird flying through our entire house if we didn't do this on time. Well, I mean, we had a flawless plan. It was, it was fabulous. And I was on offense. Lori was on defense with the door. And uh, like many, uh, many plans, um, they're well laid, but the execution breaks down. And so uh, as, uh, as I'm lowering it, the, the bird gets out and I can't grab him with the towel because I'm messing with the fan and the light comes on on cue, but the door does not get shut. And so the next thing you know, we have a bird flying through the whole lower level of our house a frightened bird. Think squirrel scene from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Only a bird, not a, not a squirrel, okay? Some of you haven't seen that. Uh, you know, you still got 24 hours. Um, anyway, it was, uh, it was one of these, it was flying from room to room, a, crashing against walls, crashing against the window, flying from the windows. And here I am, you know, with my headlight on and my big thick gloves and towel. I'm chasing him through the whole lower level. We're trying to trap him in a bedroom. We're trying to trap him anywhere we can. He's flying like crazy. Uh, because guess why? He is absolutely terrified. He, he's, he, he's thought that he's seen angels, that he's had this, you know, divine experience. And he is terrified as he flees. And I had this interesting thought go through my mind as I was chasing him through our whole lower level, which I should say, uh, we eventually did rescue the bird. Okay, we did catch him, we did get him out, but as I was chasing him through the lower level, the thought just kept going through my mind, if only, if only I was a bird, and if only I could speak his language, I could show him the way I could communicate to him that it is not my intent to harm him. I actually have his best interests in mind here. He needs to trust me and chill out. And thought it no more occurred to me that Christmas, and it dawned on me this is exactly why Jesus, God the Father, entered the world in the way he did. What's more approachable than a humble baby? He came as a child. He laid aside all of his glory and his power and his greatness. Every, everything that he was due because of who he is to become one of us. That we might understand 
that he loves us, that he has our best interests in mind. We can trust him. He can show us the way to live and the way to safety. He can rescue us from our sins and the consequences of them. Today, as you celebrate Christmas, tomorrow, this week, think about this. Think about why he came. I want to ask you, will you open your heart to trust him? To trust that he actually cares about you and that he has your best interest in mind. And just as Lori said, he began in a cradle, but it went to a cross so that he could pay the penalty for your sins. And all who will believe in him, John tells us, are reborn. They experience the right to become children of God, born not of flesh or the will of intent of parents, but born of the Spirit of God. And they have an inheritance not just in this life, but in heaven, and it's an eternal one as well. This morning, just open your heart to God and cry out to him. And thank you, Jesus, that what you've done is done for me. And invite him to live and dwell in you. It's been said many times, but that innkeeper, you know, it's kind of like a bummer to be him. He had the Son of God living, born in his inn. But, you know, he did at least the best that he could, which he provided a place. And the truth of the matter is, that's what we all do. The best that we can do. And this morning, the best that you and I can do. Living a perfect life, that ship has sailed. But the best that you and I can do, and what God has asked us to do, is to open our hearts to him and give him our lives. And in doing so, He'll take up residence in here, right here in your heart. Open your heart to him. I'm going to ask you to uh, prepare to sing Silent Night with us in just a few moments. This is what uh, kind of the song so clearly conveys what Christmas is all about. And as we do this, I hope that you'll uh, just be thinking about what we're talking about here. And I hope you'll be thinking about it tonight, tomorrow, as you're with family and so forth. But... uh, Ushers, if you would, go ahead and come forward and pass out uh, kind of light candles right on the aisle. You can grab your candles. I would encourage if you have little children to be careful. Um, Fire burns. We'll light these and then we'll ask you to sing with us in just a few moments, all right?
stand when we go to sing. If you want to stand up.
Father, we thank you that you've loved us, that you gave your life, that you began your time here on earth in a humble stable, in a manger, an animal feed trough. You laid aside a throne for that. We thank you that you laid aside your robes of power and righteousness for robes of flesh. We thank you that you have come not to proclaim how great you are, but to rescue us. When we think about the reason for this season, and it really is us. We're the reason for the season. We're the reason that you came. Help us to remember that today, tonight, tomorrow, always. You came not for your well-being, but you came for ours. And if we'll believe, and if we'll receive you unto ourselves, we can be yours, reborn. By the power of your Holy Spirit, we can become yours. Father, would you rescue us this year once again? Would you remind us of this, not just now, but this week? you help us to walk in your ways and trust you that you have our best interests in mind always now, father we dedicate this christmas to you we celebrate your coming we do all of this father in the name of your son and our savior jesus christ and everybody agreed with me and said amen merry christmas to each of you may your christmas be blessed may you May you know and experience the love, the peace, the joy of Jesus this season. May you know that he loves you more than he loves his own life. Merry Christmas to all of you.